Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you so much for joining me again for what I know is going to be an amazing, an amazing conversation with Kira Polson. Welcome, Kira, to the show. How are you today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you for, for joining and, and for agreeing to come on. It's amazing. Um, I only invite the best people on, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> people that I know I'm going to connect to it. So this is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So just to let everybody know who you are, a little bit more about your, about you. Um, so Kira, she is a business coach. She's a speaker, an author, and a podcaster. She is an intuitive, energetic healer and creator. She has created the Awaken Program and the Awaken Mastermind, programs designed to help leaders learn how to do their own daily healing work and awaken their ability to be leaders of life. I love this so much. Um, There's so much to talk about in this episode because I really think that the the audience, the listeners are going to really connect with you. So I'm really excited. Um, She's also the creator and host of the Awaken podcast, which you guys need to check out. It's amazing. Um, A show that talks about awakening the greatness inside of each human. Now, along with all those beautiful things, she also um, works with writers. So maybe she can tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, where did all of this journey begin with the awakening? And I know it's, it's a question that most people ask, but you really do need to know, like, where does it come from? Do you just wake up one day and say, hey, you know, I need to do something? Um, or does it just naturally happen for you? What was the process? Uh, you know, for most people, right? Like it came through a lot of pain. It feels like we don't really seek until we get into pain, at least for most humans, right? It's like, if everything is status quo, it's pretty easy to just do the thing, get up, get ready, go to work, take care of kids, come home, watch TV. It's like life can be pretty, um, one level when there's not a lot of pain, but when there's pain, it creates a desire for more. Like, okay, how do I get out of pain? And for me, it was, I had a lot of trauma memories of being abused as a child show up 2016. That led me to choose a different way of being. I realized like, uh, there's something I'm supposed to be doing in this world more than what I am. There's like a deeper calling, like a, like a yearning in my soul. Like there's something more. And so that year I spent the whole year in healing work And 2017 is when I felt inspired to write my first book, which is called The Hidden Gifts Within the Trauma of Sexual Abuse. The process of writing that book transformed me 
into being someone different. And in that space, I created a publishing house. And from there, I began coaching. And now I run a mastermind for authors where I help women authors learn how to spiritually write their books. And then I help them publish with my publishing house. So I would have never imagined in 2016 when all this pain showed up that this would be my life in 2022. And that's the magic. That's the magic of when we say yes to something bigger inside of us, we have no idea what's possible. I love that so much. I'm sorry that you went through all of those things and to, to take some gifts from that, you know, it's not everybody that can do that. And we need, need to, I think, learn how to do that more because when we're there, it's so painful and everything can look so dark. It's like, what do you mean gifts? How can you pull gifts out of, you know, out of trauma? But um, even doing this podcast and interviewing different people that have been to through different traumas, um, there are always gifts, even though they're hard to find, you know, and I think, right, you know, getting it um, from your mind and your heart onto the paper, it's so healing. And we were just talking about this, I think for the reader and for the writer. So how do we get, how do we get these gifts out of trauma so that we can help people get everything out onto this paper? So healing is a big part, right? I would have never found my gifts if I didn't heal. If I didn't go in and meet with my EMDR therapist every week, I don't think I would have seen the gifts. But as you do your healing work, everything becomes a little bit more clear. And so that's the first step is if you've got trauma, Mm -hmm. find the right person to help you heal. Maybe it's just talk therapy. Maybe it's EMDR. Maybe there's energy work, Reiki work. What, What everyone responds to different types of healing work, find your healing work. And then as you start doing your healing work, take time to write. The writing is, it's like this beautiful process of clearing out the mind, clearing out the cells. And for a while, it is a little bit like clearing out the gutter. It's not all beautiful. It's not wonderful. We're going to clear it out. But once you've spent time clearing it out, then that's when the good stuff starts coming through. And that's what we get to create into books. I just, I just launched my first book and it was all about my father passing. And I know my audience already knows the story, but um, I don't think I wrote the book. It's like this, this, something came over me and I felt like my father was writing it for me. It's like, you don't even stop. It's just a continuous. And then when it's done, it's like, okay, maybe I need to edit this thing, you know, but you, it's just like this flow. When, once you start, once, like you said, you do the healing work, it just kind of, it's dying to come out, right? Yeah. Connect. It is. It is. It's so beautiful. And, and that's the realm that I play in. Like, I don't teach people how to cognitively write their books. We're not doing it the right way or putting it in a certain format or a structure. I teach people how to cleanse their body, which is our vessel of writing, cleanse it energetically, and then ask the divine to write through you. So when you do that, it's the experience that you shared right? Like when you felt like you weren't writing the words, that's the magic. Because I mean, every book I've written, words come out that I like have to Google. I'm like, I don't even know what that word is. Like I'm very clear that I am not the author. I am just the hands bringing this message through. And that's the place of magic. That's the sacred work that gets to come to the earth. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love to help women learn how to do. 
I love that. And I know you're, you're, you do a lot of um, self-work and self-care and, and all these things that make us elevate, right? Who we are and stuff. So um, the name of my podcast, Giving Starts With You, it's all about um, helping people heal from the inside so then they can be there for other people. Because it's mm. we talk a lot about giving and you can't give from something you don't have. So what are some of the practices that you use like in your daily life to get yourself spiritually present? And like for somebody who maybe is new at this, new new to the concept of connecting spiritually, what would you suggest that they start with? So I have a little mini course. I'll send you it. I'll give it to your listeners for free. It's probably my, it's my core course. Every person who works with me, they must go through this course. It's called Sacred Space Training. And what it is, I think I'm going to name that differently soon. That's what it just feels like just now. Anyways, it teaches you how to create like sacred it. space. And, and so I have a seven day course that walks you through how you locate it, but then like, how do you energetically clean it? And then how do you prepare it? And what do you do in a sacred space? Right? Like mm. here are all these different ideas. Sacred space is so important to me. Like I really, I, I can't explain the difference in my life when I miss a day mm. and, you know, running lots of businesses and raising five kids. If I don't connect to myself in the morning, if I don't do my spiritual work, I'm like a chicken with its head cut off. You know, I'm just like losing my mind all the time. That sacred space roots me in to my purpose, to the divine. It helps me take care of my nervous system. Um, so that's where I would suggest people start creating a sacred space. I love that. You know, for, for my anniversary one year, um, I was kicked out of the house and a few hours later I came back and my husband had prepared in, in our space in our bedroom. He had gotten um, a new, you know, little stereo, but it was like, it was even the stereo had like details on it. It was all like flowers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, all these meditation tapes and all these, you know, yoga, like all, just all of this stuff. And he's like, okay, I've created this space for you. I hope that's okay. And I'm like, absolutely. And I thought it was one of the most beautiful gifts because he knew before I knew Mm. that I needed that. And sometimes we don't know that we need that. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And then what do you do in that space? Because a lot of people, you know, you create the space, you're sitting there and you're like, yep, I'm new to this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Is this just going to happen? You know, like just to introduce people, like, just to have even the quiet. Sometimes people, people that are new to this concept, right? Um, They just even have trouble with the silence sometimes. Yeah. hundred percent. Most humans are like, Mm -hmm. we're so used to noise and technology and all this stuff in our systems. So in my sacred space training, I do give ideas and a lot of it always for me is prayer. Now that people don't pray, then you can do whatever it is you want to talk to the universe talk to something higher than yourself for a minute. And then I always work with my angels, which is where I just call in my angels and my guides. And I invite them to support me in whatever it is that I'm working on. Um, then I go into some gratitude work some days. I do love to chant. So I do my chanting. Um, there's so many well, fun things you, to right? do journal. Oh, there's journaling. There's, I have a practice where I, I ask God to show me my top three things for the day. So it's something where I hear 
spiritually or receive in my mind? What are the top most important things that I do for that day? There's a lot of prep work that goes on. I always do healing work. So I work in one of my chakras and it's kind of like brushing your teeth, but spiritually, <laughs> like I'm going to get up and I'm going to brush my spiritual self off and like nourish it before I step into the day. So would you say that there's like a mind and heart connection or mostly spiritual and heart? Like how do people? I think it's all right. Like it's a very spiritual connection, but then I'm moving into my mind of like creating my day, creating my goals. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all the pieces that need to have attention that most often don't, right? Most often the alarm goes off, you hit the ground and you just run. And this is like a moment to pause, to regroup before you enter into a new day. Hmm. The, one of the questions that I sometimes ask is, um, what would you say would be the biggest gift you've ever given to yourself that changed the way you thought or felt about yourself, about who mm. you are? Would that be creating the sacred space or... I think it, strange enough, it's the gift of honoring myself as a businesswoman, like allowing myself to be a successful businesswoman, following all of my, my desires, my dreams, my wants in business. That wasn't, I don't think that's really culturally how most of us women are raised. And that was a gift to myself that I I found the credit cards to start my business. I, you know, where I've worked with so many coaches and so many beautiful masterminds and every one of them, it's a gift and an honoring to who I am and what I'm here to serve the world with. So I would say saying yes, saying yes to my dreams was my biggest gift. You, you know, all your answers are so beautiful because I think, <laughs> no, you know why I'm saying that? It's just, I know that I know who my listeners are and who's listening to the show and and a lot of them don't feel yet comfortable in, in being who they are. They don't feel um, powerful yet enough to do all the things that they want to do. Um, and I think it's great the more we hear about these success stories and how, how it made you feel, you know? So like in 2016, you said that you were, you were dealing with a lot, you know, you were dealing with a lot of trauma and going from all those feelings to feeling I can do this, like there's a big transformation there. Yeah, you know, and nobody can do it alone. And one of the things I want to eradicate that's really important to me is loneliness. And mm -hmm. it just, it reiterates the fact that we do we need people around us, you know, um, we can't, we can't do it by ourselves to grow and all these things. But having said that, you need that sacred space. You need that time where there is nobody around. And that isn't feeling lonely. That's like a mm. gift. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it took me a long time to figure that one out. Let me tell you, but it's yeah. a huge gift to give yourself that space and not feel guilty. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure it's been years since you, or maybe you have never felt guilty about that. But I know for me, when I started, yeah. I felt guilty. I'm like, oh, I've got so many things to do. People need me. And you have five kids, right? Yeah. And it's just honoring yourself and giving yourself permission to just 
be that person. And I look at you and you look so calm to me. You know, when you told me you had five <laughs> children, it's just, you can tell all the benefits. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm a little spicy. I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of spice in here, but I will say that my children have just learned, right? Like my little one, he's seven. He was probably three when I started my practice, maybe even two. So now he just comes in and sits next to me, snuggles into my legs and he's learned all of my chants. So every now and then he'll start chanting with me and they do know that if they come and they need something while I'm in my sacred space, that like, this is my sacred space. So if you're hungry, go grab a granola bar. I'll make you breakfast at seven friends. <laughs> like, you know how the role goes. <laughs> and you know, it, it's not taking anything away from them. No, they're fine. If anything, they will benefit from it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, My hope I, is that they'll learn. They'll learn like, oh, this is what you do. You wake up and have a sacred space. You wake up and you you pray and meditate before you enter the world. That's my hope. We'll see if it takes. <laughs> and you always do it at the beginning of your day? That is, yeah. But that's my best. That's when I'm the best, right? Like, no one likes Kira after 8 p.m. That's just the way it goes. 8 p.m. Kira is just no fun. See, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Kira is a blast. <laughs> and I'm completely opposite. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't wake up till like 7, 8 o'clock. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, not like so I'm nice. up early, but, yeah. but that's where I just feel my emotional part of me awakens, yeah. you know? So... I think my husband might be burning dinner. Oh no. <laughs> At least, hey, he's cooking dinner. This is exciting. This is good. There we go. <sighs> this, we set our alarm off that. all the time. All oh, the time, that fire alarm. He's amazing. Yeah. Between the giving me the sacred room, but he also knows if I don't get those things, I'd be like the hour. <laughs> it's just true, right? I've had my teenagers be like, hey, did you get your sacred space today? And I'm like, no. And they're like, Move along, mother. Go yeah, find that sacred know. space. <laughs> I think it's so great. And I love that you're teaching your kids because it's the next generation, right? Like I hear my son talking with his friends and already their conversations are different. And I love that, you know, and, and getting stuff. And for him, it's songwriting. So he gets his emotions out. Any type of writing, I think, is just amazing because it, you feel it. Like, and yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Writing, writing is the salve. It's, it's what heals wounds. It heals our hearts. And it also, it actually negates other people feeling alone. So mm -hmm. when you write and somebody else reads it, they find themselves in your writing and you no longer feel alone. So it's just this magical piece. I mean, I'm just so passionate about helping people write because if you write, it heals you. Then the reader reads and they're like, oh my gosh, Someone gets me. Someone knows me. Someone's felt how I feel. I am no longer alone. And that's a massive part to healing. And it's vulnerable, right? It's vulnerable yeah. for us. And I, I agree. It is part of a healing process um, for the reader and for the writer. But I also feel like you surprise yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you were writing things and you had to like Google what they meant, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so strange, but it's such, it's one of the most beautiful things I find. And for wow. me, I do a lot of songwriting and that is even more powerful to me personally than the writing, but 
it's anything that allows you to um, feel like you're in a, in a safe place, right? So, yeah, I remember um, some of my loneliest times and what helped me was a podcast, listening to somebody reiterate their story because I could see myself in that story. And the same thing with books, because, you know, I used to be one of those people I'd go to the library and kind of hide that I was in the self-help section, right? And then <laughs> I'm telling my age, but I used to get um, like paper and cover my covers. So I would be on the Toronto subway and people couldn't tell that I was reading, oh my God, I'm an idiot or whatever the title <laughs> yeah. of the book was. And I could hide that, you know, sometimes when we're at our lowest and we're trying to get help and we're not ready to talk to somebody, I find you go get a book that's similar topic or, you know, and you get that feel, that pain from somebody. And although you feel bad that they've gone through it, it helps you. And a podcast did that for me too, you know, but now I don't have to cover my books anymore because it's, it's, I'm a different person now, but. <laughs> it's all on Audible. So no one has any idea anyways anymore. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's so important because so many of us are not ready to talk about our traumas, right? Yeah. So books yeah. can really heal us. They can. I'm, I just am launching this new book. It's, it's coming out February 22nd, 2022 magical day of numbers. And yes. <laughs> it is a compilation of 18 authors. So I sent the call out literally six weeks ago. I mean, this, this happened so crazy fast. Six weeks ago, I sent the call out and I said, who would like to be a author in this compilation book. The book is called uh, Collaboration with the Divine, a Sacred Communion. So it's really powerful, powerful chapters. And a lot of these chapters talk about trauma. Almost every person who wrote in this book went through trauma to find the divine. Mm -hmm. And they are so powerful. I mean, literally, like I had no idea the magnitude of this book. Um, I literally just compiled it last night. So I'm I'm over the moon excited for this book to enter the world. Um, because as we read other people's experiences, it does begin to help us heal. I love that. I can't wait to read it. That sounds yeah. awesome. So February, yeah. and I love the title too. This is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be super magic. It's also helping me fund. I'm starting a nonprofit. And so all the proceeds that come from this book will go directly to my nonprofit, which will eventually one day create <laughs> uh, healing centers for people who deal with suicide ideation. So there's a lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good that's coming through with this book. I'm very excited. I love that so much. And all these things are gifts through your trauma. Yeah. You know, hundred yeah, percent. Had you not gone through the healing uh, process and, and just faced some of those, you know, things, none of these ideas perhaps would have taken done, you know, and, and that's the gifts, right? Like mm -hmm. I look at all the time, like I'm really good with business strategy, but the reason why I'm really good at business strategy is because I'm a great strategist. After going through a lot of abuse as a child, mm. strategy became my strongest muscle. I would strategize my safety at all times. Mm. And now I have this amazing tool of strategy inside of my brain and I get to use it in business. And that's one of my gifts. It's a gift from the trauma I went through and it serves so many people because the businesses I feel inspired to create are service-based and man, I'm so grateful for that 
muscle inside of me. I could see that being a big gift that you probably didn't know was, was even happening until you faced everything, right? Like, right. Yeah. Strategy. It's just looking around the corner and wondering, you know, how can I do this, this, and this? I I love that. Mm -hmm. I don't like the way that it came into your life, but no, but I will say that I am not, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be an advocate. I wouldn't be a healer. I wouldn't be creating centers that are going to hopefully save lots of lives. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be doing any of that if I hadn't gone through my own hell. And that's why I truly believe there are gifts in our trauma. We just have to look for them. I love that. Yeah. I really hope everybody just heard that because some people might be in the middle, spank in the middle of the trauma now and the last thing that you believe is that something good's going to come out of it. And it's not until um, you're on the other side, uh, looking back that you realize that, you know, it's just like people say, well, you don't know what it's like to have kids until you have kids. Right. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we know, but it's true. And unless you go through something, I mean, two people can go through the same thing and still have completely different experiences. Right. So if you're listening and you're in that, um, I know it's hard to believe that there are gifts, but there are, and you got two people right here telling you that it's true, you know, <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's amazing. So where can people work with you? Like, tell us where we can find you. Where can we find your books? They sound amazing. Thank you. Uh, my website is kirapolson.com, but really because I'm creating pretty quickly it's never up to date so it's just not ever up to date <laughs> you can go check it out but the best way is just go on to instagram here polson is where i'm at you can always check out my publishing house which is freedom house publishing co currently i only work with women in my mastermind so i don't even take one-on-ones anymore i just i have this epic group of women and i teach them how to spiritually write their books they get their books published And I also teach them how to run successful businesses. So we create their courses and help them launch podcasts and all the things that a thought leader can create. That's what we do. Um, I have a bunch of digital, like tons of digital courses. So if someone's like, I just want to taste that, uh, that's a perfect way to just start. Like I said, I'll give you the sacred space training so they can jump in, try that out, start creating sacred space. But those are the things even even just that is like such a great starting place for somebody who's who doesn't have one yet who who's looking for that you know the the gifts just from that is going to be um abundant right totally so much yes it will be so fun everyone will love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh we'll have to create one maybe for each member of the family this way they'll be more on board (laughs) yeah right but, uh, and for those people who say they don't have time to take care of themselves, you know, I used to be one of those people when my son was little. And so instead I just did it with him. I'm like, I have to be with him all the time. So let's just learn to do it together. And he didn't really understand at that baby age, you know, but he just knew it's a quiet time and this is what we did. And we kind of sat down together. And so I think we all make time for what we think is important. And if we don't think it's important, maybe just we need to prioritize our life a bit, I think, because 
Um, some people have maybe more time than others, but we all really need to find the time and what works for us because it'll be different for different people. But as you can see, Kira is very calm with her five children. <laughs> my kids would be like, oh, my but mom ain't home. <laughs> <laughs> have you met Kira? Have you met my mom? Oh, you know, there is, there is a calmness in my soul mm. because I truly do feel very calm about my life, but I'm also a mom to five kids who runs a lot of businesses. So I wouldn't say calm is my natural river that I swim in. <laughs> oh, but the foundation is there. So everything can be brought back to that, you yeah. know, that space. So no matter what's happening in the day, it's, you know, that you're looking forward to that time, right? Yeah. Where everything is just neutral again. In a, yes. in a way, or I don't know if it yes. neutral is a good word, but kind of neutralizes all the, the craziness around us. So, so and I, I think, yeah. oh, I was oh. just going to share. I think yes. when we start to realize also what, what brings us back into that space, right? Like this week was really intense as I was pulling this compilation book together. I also had to get my kids into digital school this week. And that was super stressful. And then also just on top of like, oh, and I got a podcast for my podcast, like lots happening this week. And I'm leaving out of town for a business trip tomorrow. My nervous system was a bit shot. Mm -hmm. So this morning I took the morning off. I drove with my husband an hour to the nearest hot springs and we just sat in the hot springs for an hour, which is my, it's so fast for my nervous system in the hot springs. So that's something that I know, like when I start hitting really intense levels, I know the things that will bring me back into a healed like energy. Like, oh, okay, I'm back. I'm back in my body. I burn sage a lot. That like brings me back into my body. I have crystals everywhere. It brings me back into my body. So when we start to find these tethers that can help us breath, breath is something I use all the time. I'm always doing deep, deep, deep breaths to bring me back in my body. So no one can stay calm all day, but we can have tethers that can pull us back in when we don't feel back in. experiment right with different things because different people yep. get different benefits i guess from different um even the different sense and everything mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely yeah. is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to to mention while we're here i think if anybody listening has a book tapping on their shoulder because that is how they come they actually like tap like a little kid, like, hey, hey, you know me, you got to write me. My invitation is that you, you listen to it, that you don't wait until a quieter time in your life or when you've retired or all the things that stop people, that you actually bring that book through because it will bring so much magic into your world and it'll be well worth your time. And it doesn't take as long as you think it might sure doesn't you're tuned in right yeah if you channel that book that baby's gonna come through in two months or less <laughs> it's just like what you said with your website things happen so fast it's hard to update it it's almost like you want to get a dictaphone and just talk into it and then type it out later or write it out later for me i always enjoyed writing because just the therapy and the feeling of the actual writing of the book rather than typing helped me yeah. mm -hmm. but uh yeah, yeah. beautiful well, thank you so much, Kira. It was so great to connect with you. And uh, thank, thank you. you for all of your strategies and, and your tips. And uh, 
good luck with the nonprofit. I think that's amazing. And I can't wait to see all these things happen for you. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this beautiful space you've created. Oh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.